Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. It was a domestic cup weekend in European football. Almost every single country had their domestic cups going. A lot, a lot of games, but I have to say, really unfortunate, like, two days, three days of football. There was so little of genuine interest that happened. Games were slow, kind of boring, cagey, uh, some on really poor pitches in just terrible conditions. So most of the games were just bad. And I was going to record this a little earlier, but I did want to just wait until everything was complete. Watched the Barnsley-Chelsea match this afternoon, which was dreary and terrible. Uh, Barnsley, give them huge credit. Barnsley probably should have won the game. Didn't. Uh, Tammy Abraham scores a goal that looked for all the world to be offside from two or three different angles. And then, zoom, they find one at the end that shows he was onside. And Jill Massielis has superpowers because she was 15 yards behind the play and had the wherewithal not to make a decision, even though it may have looked it from her angle. So, yeah. Uh... Overall, terrible games. Man United-West Ham was a drab. City weren't really that exciting to watch against Swansea, even though they dominated the whole thing. It wasn't really that great of a weekend. The one game I really enjoyed was Atalanta against Napoli. Atalanta won 3-1. Duvan Zapata was exceptional. He scored a rocket from outside, and his layoff to assist the second goal was delicious, almost even better than the shot that he scored with. So... That was the game that I really enjoyed. Sets up a final, Juve-Atalanta in the Coppa d'Italia. So that should be good. But overall, not much else really interesting happened, aside from, of course, one match. And you know what? I'll take a boring weekend of terrible games to see a nine-goal thriller. Everton 5, Tottenham 4, FA Cup magic. It was terrific. So to me, I mean, what, what a game. But the funny part about watching this game, I mean, I don't know how other people feel. I mean, just just how you feel watching a game, where you think it's going. This game, aside from a couple, two different sections of the game, the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes, where Spurs were the protagonist, as a lot of the Latin Americans say, el protagonista. They, um, they're the ones that were sort of more or less leading the play, holding the momentum, guiding the run of everything. But the crazy part was that the goals all seemed to come not when you were expecting. So Tottenham's first goal came very early. I, didn't, I mean, I know they came out the blocks flying, but the fact they scored right away was a little bit of a surprise. And then they were 3-1 down, having been in total control of the game out of absolutely nowhere, which really was bizarre. Then they equalize, kind of, you know, from another corner. But, but then they, they claw a goal back. Then they equalize. And... Then they go behind again, and then they equalize. I mean, it was it was a totally weird game, but none of the goals were goals where I was like, it's coming, it's coming. There's, It's only a matter of time. Maybe Harry Kane's, maybe. But aside from that, almost every single goal just sort of felt like y- you didn't see it coming. And the reason why is pretty simple. Almost all of these came from ramshackle defending, huge individual errors, terrible communication, um, and just moments where a player who you would expect more of just kind of drops the ball. So, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see how this dialogue plays out. For Mourinho to lose a game 5-4, keep in mind a few years ago, he said that uh, when, I think it was Arsenal had a game where they, they they played to a 5-4 result, he said that that's not a football score, that's a, that's a hockey score, ice hockey score. And that if they're playing three aside in training after 10 minutes and it's 5-4, he's sending his players away because no one's defending. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, look, I really we we have to enjoy this, right? And Mourinho himself didn't actually seem to dislike what he saw. I mean, on some on some side, you you can understand there were things he that were terrible that he wants corrected and doesn't want to see happen again. But at the same time, I mean, listen, he definitely understood that this was a great, great game. I enjoy it, and um, I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed the and way look, we played. I couldn't agree with him more. The, the mistakes, Since they were the just minute, so bad. And they were at uh, key moments. Uh, you know, when you're winning 1-0 and, and you're on. Good save by Olsen. And that was just the beginning. And we had the ball. We create. We had great dynamic, a great movement. Score goals, create more chances. Uh, great character to fight against incredible mistakes. But attacking football only wins matches when uh, you don't make more defensive mistakes than what you create. We scored four goals and four goals was not enough. Does that that hurt you, that that, that lack of defending, that lack of... of... If it hurts me, it hurts everyone from our our team because the feeling is that uh, we played really well when we had the ball. We were uh, brave, we create. Um, we were the best team winning 1-0 and certainly in five minutes was uh, pum, 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 mistake, 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 goal, goal, goal. You fight back, you go again and more mistakes and fight back again and that was, um, that was the, 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 the mouse and the, and the cat. The mouse were... Um, our defensive uh, mistakes and the Cats was us trying to to compensate that, playing very well and and scoring goals, but was not enough. It's and look, I couldn't the, agree with them more. The mistakes, the, the they were just so bad and they were at key moments. You know, when and, you're uh, winning 1-0 and, you've, and you're on City top, you've got to go and score a second and not the have your whole defense uh, just sort of, of make, make errors everyone in the back line for two, three minutes or 15 minutes and all of a sudden before you know it you concede a bunch of goals the annoying thing is that now everyone is looking at Mourinho going well his team conceded five in an exciting game of football guaranteed that's never happening again they're never gonna he's never gonna allow his players to actually attack and go forward because look what happens when they do I personally think that's an oversimplistic message Here's what the EF here's the ESPN FC crew just sort of hammering that point home. I just I, I don't really get it. I thought Mourinho was going out the game saying how fantastic of an attacking game of football that, that the game was, but but so, the way Tottenham attacked. Th- look, I, I personally think said, that those comments are short-sighted. He's going to look at this and say, well, you know what? I hope you enjoyed that, it. That's my because you'll never see it again. Who well, I put it one way. Game. It ain't going to be happening again in a hurry with Mourinho. That's enough. Yeah, attacking football <laughs> chances. You know, entertainment, that's enough of that. That has brought us absolutely nothing. Look, I, I personally think that those comments are short-sighted. That, that's my opinion. I think anyone out there who watched this game can, can pretty much just agree. It was chaos. It was fun. It was a cup tie, right? And that's what we want to see sometimes. I know that, you know, everyone wants to comment on the good defending and, and mistakes. and we want, But this game didn't have 
horrible things. This game didn't have a red card. This game didn't have a horrible injury. It didn't have referee talking points and decisions in VAR that completely screwed up the whole thing. It didn't have that. It just had football. It had mistakes. It had brilliance. It was football. And, you know, midwinter FA Cup balling. That's what this was. And I think we need, we all need to just let go of the criticism of the teams because the spectacle we got in return is something we should all just be like, look, let's enjoy this. Everyone, enjoy it. 5-4. Barely ever happens. Let's not go and just shit all over these teams for defending poorly or making bad mistakes. Let the coaches worry about that. You, you know, if you want to know, how about this from Gilfie Sigurdsson? It was a seesaw game all the way through, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was, as I said, it was probably fantastic to, yeah, you to see, sit at home and, and watch a game. But, they don't want games uh, to be that wide open. Like, They're professionals. Open, uh, they want to have control. They want to play well. They want, to, they want to dictate the game. Uh, they don't really like it when it's that all over the place. Yeah, you see... They don't want games to be that wide open. They're professionals. They want to have control. They want to play well. They want to they want to dictate the game. They don't really like it when it's that all over the place because they know that they themselves are going to come under a lot of criticism from the coaches. If you don't think Ancelotti and Duncan Ferguson and the rest of that Everton staff and then the other side, Mourinho and his whole group, if you don't think that they've got the players sat down and are and are dissecting as many parts of their performance that they had – possible to try and improve it I mean believe me they are going to do that we get to just enjoy spectacle so here's what I want to do I actually want to go into the goals because they were a certain level of circus uh, there was some very curious decision making defending and just and just in general play just weird stuff was happening all over the place that led to, to almost every single goal so I'm going to go through these one by one I know there's nine but there's all some, there's something rich in every single one of them. So on the first goal, look, Everton made Davinson Sanchez look like Air Jordan. I mean, the dude had he looked like he had a hang time that was just air up there. I mean, it was unbelievable. What you realize when you watch the replay is there's not a single Everton Everton player that jumped. How how are you going to defend a corner kick and zero people jump for the ball? Yeah, you're going to make a guy that actually goes for it. Looks like he's seven feet tall or rugby style is being picked up and hoisted in the air by one of his teammates. So, I mean, that that was excellent. And, and here's one thing. I will recommend you go ahead and watch the highlights and check out these goals. Listen to the things I say here and, and watch them because you'll see where this all just comes apart in the most simple, ridiculous ways. Goal number two. So this is where 1-1 Everton. Spurs are building out of the back. Ball comes to uh, Pierre-Emil uh, Pierre Hoiberg, and he takes just a horrible diagonal touch forward. He's got someone right next to him. It's just not the right way to protect the ball, and they lose it. And Everton, give him credit, and they did this a little bit later as well, two really quick passes, get into the box, Calvert-Lewin shoot it fast, great technique on the shot. You go, Lloris. Yeah, that's when he should save. But I, here's what I have to say. If you watch goalkeepers take shots in training, in, in, in a training session, they will get their hands to a lot. They will get their hands to almost everything. But there's some that squirm through and get by every now and again. Okay, I don't think Uriz does this to, <laughs> on a very consistent basis. He is a very, very good goalkeeper. He's actually in my uh, fantasy draft team, and he's been solid for me all season. So, look, guy's got the stats. But, yeah, should have saved that one. Okay, goal number three. So this is Everton take the lead. There's just a high ball into Spurs' back line. Davinson Sanchez does 
I think he does okay with the first attempt and sort of making sure that I think it's Calvert-Lewin doesn't win the header in front of him. But quite stupidly, after he lets the ball bounce the first time and he's in control of the situation, his next header is sort of off to the right square. It's not, it's, it's not to anybody. It's not going in the right direction. It's a, it's a blunder, just complete blunder with the second header. So then it's a really nice slick transition again by Everton. Two, three quick touches, little combination play. Richarlison gets the ball top of the box, blasts it through Aldevira's legs, goes in the corner. Now, I may be a little bit harsh here on Aldevirald, but I do consider him one of the best center backs in the world, and I don't think he approached this the way he would consider the correct way to approach it. He tried to block the shot by using the outside of his right peg instead of moving his feet and keeping his legs together and putting his left foot in front. I think if he put his back foot in front, the ball does not go through his legs. If you reach out with your right, it can. So I thought that was a little bit lazy defending, but that may be a little bit nitpicky, just a little bit. Mostly because the rest of the goals, the defending is 10 times worse. <laughs> so goal number four is where Everton take a 3-1 lead. Sigurdsson, look, watch a replay of this goal. What is he doing that wide open, just running behind the defense? This guy is not a, a speedster. He's not one of those high, quick midfielders that bursts out into the channels and gets balls. He's a relatively slow playmaker, right? So he runs... In through, takes a ball out of the air, a very difficult ball to control. Sanchez comes rushing over, doesn't close him down well enough, and gets twisted inside out. Ball gets played into the box. And this, I feel bad for Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. This is just, you're trying to run, you accidentally clip the dude's feet. It is a penalty because you've infringed on him. I mean, it's totally accidental. I don't know if he got a yellow card. If he did, he shouldn't have. Uh, but then you get the penalty. Sigurdsson makes it 3-1. And now the game is just, it's gone upside down in the matter of minutes from just a couple mistakes. Just kind of strange. So, goal number five, and this this really needed to happen for this game to, to stay hot and for Everton to not really bunker down, right? This kept them on notice that they were still in a game. Lamella really, I love it, took responsibility, picks up the ball between the lines, quick half turn, does a nice one-two with Son, excellent authoritative finish, just needs to be doing this week in, week out, Lamella. I mean, he can. He's more than capable. And it's just too bad that we don't see enough of of that directness from Eric Lamella because for him and Ndombele, those two are really good players at receiving, turning, and driving. And if you can connect those two with Harry Kane and Son, you really do have a good mix. So, you know, I'd like to see that a little bit more from him. I will say this, though. Yeri Mina. My goodness. People, take a look at the replay of this goal. Somehow, this... Pass by Son, this assist, I think is a meg on Yeri Mina from five yards away. Just really bad. I mean, there was an easy, easy one to cut out, and he just it just went through his legs, right? So another piece of just horrible defending from a high-level pro. Then goal number six. This is it's just another Spurs goal from a corner kick. Now, at least this time, there were two or three Everton players that jumped in the air. Right, And that is what made it so that the header couldn't be as easily directed into the corner. It's a little bit more shallow. It goes towards Olsen. He's able to make a save. But Sigurdsson, who's been having a pretty good game, is doing some kind of boxing out uh, hug move on Davinson Sanchez, not looking at the ball, and he's closer to it. And Davinson Sanchez finds a way to wriggle away from him and tap it in. I mean, it... 
ridiculous defending. Just keep your eyes on the ball. If you turn around, it's yours. It was just so, so silly. Really, really dumb. Um, and then all of a sudden, we have a seventh goal. Tottenham just kept shooting themselves in the foot. First of all, um, Ndombele, he somehow gives Iwobi a two-second piggyback ride. Okay, and then he goes down a little bit theatrically. I was happy to see the referee, and I've seen a little bit a trend of this, where referees seem to be, from time to time, not very often, kind of allowing stuff where they feel a player has embellished, uh, over-embellished, you know, pain or whatever, because they know they're trying to be con, so they might just, they feel like letting it go is actually better for them. I actually agree. I think they should do more of that. So, you know, they should get on with it. Either way, they have the ball. I mean, Doherty's got it. He just smashes one out into orbit. Doesn't really get a good long clearance. Just hits one really, really high. It goes about 35 yards away. And Tom Davis wins the header. It goes down to who? Gilfie Sigurdsson. Once again, this is a guy who you've left open. He's already got, you know, he's already been been tearing you apart throughout the midfield. And you leave him all by himself, Okay. Davinson Sanchez and Daugherty totally have a mix-up. No one goes and closes him down. He turns, plays a nice little through ball to Richarlison. Excellent finish. I mean, in my opinion, an absolutely terrific, terrific shot. Hits the post and goes in. But then you got people questioning whether or not the goalkeeper, Yoris, should be saving that one. That he's too close to his near post. Have a listen to this from Jermaine Genus. <sighs> I yeah. feel like he's a little bit too, you know, close to his near post. I don't think it's a brilliant strike. I mean, keepers will be at home now throwing things at the telly. So look, be uh, careful criticizing players, goalkeepers for what you think they should say and their positioning but Sometimes and goals go in and you think, how's he scored from that really angle? Calm. And that was one of those, I think that, you, you, you know, if they analyzed it, I, I felt like he was too close mm. to his near post personally, but... If we go, they'll still be angry with you. Yeah, but that's why it's a keepers' union and we do what we do. So, look, be careful criticizing goalkeepers for what you think they should save and and not and their positioning and angles. It's really complex if you don't know. If you don't know what you're talking about and you're just going off what Jermaine Genius here was like, some goals, you just don't feel like they should go in. I mean, look, there are plenty of goals that when I watch them live – from the camera angle, I don't understand how they go in. And then I see the replay, and I'm like, well, yeah, clearly. I mean, that's a good enough shot that the goalie's not going to get there. So, again, I think this is one of them. Anytime you hit a shot off the post and in, I feel there's a pretty good chance that you did get your angles right as a shooter and that you made it impossible for the goalkeeper. My opinion, we will also be having on – I will also be having a discussion about goalkeeping in the next week or so with a couple of my good friends – uh, one who is a goalkeeper and one who's a coach who's concerned about the way we train and think and talk about goalies. So that'll be fun. All right, goal number eight. This one was probably the only one that felt like it was coming. Kane had come on the field. He, just to play the final 30 minutes, he immediately was making a difference. But it it did seem as if Spurs would be able to create enough chances that a goal might come. Uh, first of all, it starts on another corner kick. This is Lamella actually smashes the, uh, the, the of, of right-footed volley. It hits Decore in the head. He has not really much idea of what's going on. Then there's a second phase. Okay, Second phases are very important. Coaches talk about these all the time. You make sure you communicate 
and reorganize who's marking who and that you've got the important people and that you're also shepherding the ball where it needs to go and slowing the attack down. This didn't really happen. Everton kind of decided, well, we'll just chase the ball and see what happens maybe. The ball goes back out wide to Son who took the corner kick. Davies runs over to him and does a really, really good first half of 1v1 defending by denying Son the opportunity and pathway to go inside to his right foot to shoot and shows him down the line. But once Son takes a touch down the line, take a look if you can on the replay. Davis literally backs up and and essentially asks Seamus Coleman to come in and sweep up for him. Like, dude, that that is not how you do 1v1 defending around your own box. So now you allow a player like Jungman Son the time to look up and deliver a ball over your goalkeeper that dips down to the back post. Oh, and by the way, anyone want to mark Harry Kane? Anyone? Anyone? He was so completely alone. It was <laughs> just, I mean, a coach's nightmare, right? And I'm, I'm sure this is the kind of thing that had Ancelotti, you know, almost breathing fire on the sidelines. But the one that's going to breathe the most fire is Mourinho because finally goal number nine. I mean, Spurs, I think, really did look like the most likely team to win this game. But errors are errors. And if you continuously make stupid mistakes and repeat them as well, you're going to you're gonna invite the other team to just come at you more and more and more and more and more. And that's exactly what happened. Again, making a mess of a build-out. Ball goes to Harry Winks and he does the exact same thing that Pierre-Emil Hoiberg did in the, earlier in the game. Takes a poor touch, gets tackled, gets a little bit fortunate though as, as that the ball gets away from from him and Devin Sanchez is able to sort of clean up and make a tackle. But then the ball's loose in the midfield. Coleman takes it, spreads it out to Bernard and overlaps him. Very key because this is what froze Davinson Sanchez from actually engaging in pressuring Bernard. And he backed off of him and Lamella didn't get close either. So now Bernard's wide open. Got a little bit of time. Take a look up. Sess his options. Oh, and who does he find 25 yards out from goal? Only the best long-range shooter and playmaker that Everton have on the park. Gilfie Sigurdsson by himself, butt naked, wide open, 25 yards from goal with the opportunity to do what he wants. Receives the ball from Bernard, and Bernard just runs straight into the penalty area. Take a look at the highlights. You'll see Lamella doing a left, right, oops, lost him, chip over the top. Excellent finish by Bernard. Trash defending in all areas, and just it's just hilarious but again great finish these goals were really good a lot of them I mean there were some that were scruffy and weird and comical and that I think is what added to the sort of circus feel of some of this game but that's what you want in an FA Cup tie I mean this was really really a lot of fun um in the end you see them win the game and uh when they scored the final goal Carlo Ancelotti is drinking a cup of tea out of a paper cup on the sidelines and everyone else is going absolutely mental and he's just calmly drinking this tea. It was almost like the the it, it was almost like Bernie Sanders sitting at the inauguration. Uh, have a have a listen to this real quick. I'm sure Duncan Ferguson would have had a one or two if he was out on the pitch. Instead, he was standing behind the manager and he certainly so, enjoyed yeah. the fight for himself. Anyway, fun game, really great. It doesn't happen often, so when it does, crazy. I think it's fun to really break down. So yeah, anyway fun game really great it doesn't happen often so when it does i think it's fun to really break down the little bits and pieces of it and remember also that there's different types of five fours in high scoring games you get out there there's some that 
are amazing attacking displays and you can sort of see the, the, the tide of the game change from one way to the next. This was nothing like that. This was so unpredictable, which in a way it makes it a classic for the fun side of it. I wouldn't say that this was a classic in terms of quality. It wasn't, but it was a classic regular good old fifth round FA Cup tie. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm Sebastian North. This is Campfire Football. Have a good one.